with on-demand talk shows 24-7. I feed. This is TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Indeed, we're doing one of those non-politically correct shows today. Actually, Keith and I don't believe in politically correct. We believe in following the truth and following wisdom. And, um, you know, politically true, politically correct gets you walking on eggshells every which way, and you're more focused on the eggshells than you are in seeking truth. So politically correct is... The world agrees that we do a certain thing and, and we just sort of let things go, whereas a moral pe- a person would not perhaps walk that way and he might speak up. So politically correct is actually not a good thing. No, it really isn't. We are talking about uh, the fact that the Antichrist, everybody's heard of the Antichrist, and there are many people who have many different versions of who they think the Antichrist is. We have a book here, and we had another book another time. Uh, Waleed Shubat also writes uh, several books right. talking about, and there are others also, uh, where they believe via using the Bible and the verses and interpreting them that who the Antichrist is is the religion of Islam. Now, there are many people out there who would say, but I know some very nice Muslim people, and I would say, well, sure, of course you do. But the truth is that if you are actually being a devout Muslim, you are interested in converting non-Muslims, and if they will not convert, killing them. And that's that's the doctrine of Islam. So to talk about this further, and actually we interrupted Joel's uh, horrific but illuminating. We're not going to start there, though. We'll, we'll get into the oh, show. Oh, let's do that, because oh. people were waiting for it. I mean, that's not a fair thing to okay. do. Let's go back. So welcome to the show, Joel Richardson, author of Antichrist, Islam's Awaited Messiah. So you were telling us a nasty but very illuminating story at the end of last hour. You Would you care to recap it and carry on, Joel? Sure. Well, essentially describing these scenes now that are becoming fairly common where these radical Islamic groups uh, behead one of their captives, you know, you have the, the human sacrificial goat, so to speak, kneeling and shivering in fear before uh, its captors, and then it, it's uh, sacrificed in the same way that you would see an, an animal sacrificed in some of the Islamic rituals that they do uh Eid al-Fitr, they sacrifice um, camels and goats and so forth in Mecca. And the point of all of this is that, um, you know, if we step back, when the Israelites left Egypt and they came into the land of Canaan, God said, don't have anything to do with the peoples that live in the land and the surrounding nation. And you say, well, why? Was God, you know, racist or was he uh, intolerant? And the the point is that these people were people that 
committed human sacrifices to their gods. They uh, sacrificed their firstborn children to their gods. And when you look at the radical Muslims today, they're doing exactly those things. They're committing human sacrifices, just as, you know, something that you see in a Mel Gibson movie or in one of these, you know, ancient pictures of these pagan tribes doing human sacrifices. They're doing that today, and they're, sacri- they're sending out their children to become human bombs in order to kill as many Jews or Westerners as possible. And so the peoples that lived in the surrounding lands back in ancient times are still serving the same gods that they were then today. Nowadays, his name is Allah. Back then it was Baal or Molech hmm. or Sin. And uh, Allah is simply an ancient Near Eastern moon and war god who has simply tried to re uh, cast himself as Yahweh of the Bible. He's tried to cast himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. But he's not. He's the he's the God that Abraham left behind. And so perhaps has a jealous issue. Well, absolutely. And, and ultimately, you know, and I'll say it, it's, there is no such thing as another God. There is Satan who would like to be God. He said, I will be like the Most High. And... Uh, and jealousy is probably not a strong enough word to describe how he feels. You know, I, I believe there is one core God, the creator of everything. That just seems not even a question to me anymore. But I believe there's all kinds of beings of different powers. Like uh, you could call him a demigod or, or a minor god. and, and But uh, there's one core God that runs everything. And then there's... Good lords and dark lords, good angels and dark angels, and all that kind of thing. When these people were and are doing these human sacrifices, cutting people's heads off, these Muslims, are they reverent? Are they joyous? How are they? Well, pretty much what you described, you know, shouts of Allahu Akbar, Takfir, you know, and they're... Ecstatic. Yeah, you know, they're, they're praising Allah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, that's... You know, Mm. Um, is how is how we would hear it. You know, and, uh, don't you think a, a a healthy heart couldn't do that? Yeah, I mean it's incomprehensible. I mean, I, the only way I can describe it is is brain damage. You know, after I watched <laughs> that, I felt like I had just the beheading. It was awful, yeah, I, and I it wasn't a knife damage. that went through quickly. It was slow and torturous. Not not humane. Totally yeah. inhumane. Yeah. You know, we saw in a movie one day, we were watching something, probably a documentary, and this really, to this day, still upsets me. It was like four Muslim men uh, taking down a cow. And I'll tell you, that cow was just freaking out. You and I have that blazed I, us. That just It hurt. was awful. Hurt now, our souls. Now, in another movie, and I can't remember the full title of the movie, it's got uh, Nicole Kidman and it and Jude Law and it's mountain something. Anyway, there's a scene in there where this woman who is very, very gentle with her goats. Oh yeah. And I mean we saw these two different scenes only days apart and it always struck me because she just petted that, that little goat so soft and sweet and, and cut its throat very gently and it just, just stood love. it just stood there with her as she petted it and it finally lost control of its feet and went down and she she laid it onto the ground 
And there was no fear in it whatsoever. It was completely aligned with what she was doing. And it always struck me, the hate and the love. Yeah. Different people, different creed, different race, different religion. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today is Joel Richardson, author of Antichrist, Islam's Awaited Messiah. And if you want to check out his book, the link is on crni.net right now. You know, arguably, Joel, uh, you know, it could be said that uh, Muhammad, when he was channeling, so-called channeling the Koran, that, you know, there are those that say it was divine intervention, and there are those that say that it wasn't, that it was actually demonic, and that he was actually terrified of the forces that came through to work with him. Can you talk about that? Sure. Well, there's there's abundant evidence that the encounter that Muhammad had with this spirit in the cave of Hira was uh, absolutely a demonic encounter, and thus the revelations that he received were demonic revelations, as opposed to uh, an angelic encounter and thus divine revelations. Now, Keith was bringing up to me before the fact that there have been some angelic encounters in the Bible that have been not so pretty, but how do you distinguish those from what happened to Muhammad? Well, there's there's several different clear distinctions. Um, You know, for instance, you have the example of Jacob wrestling with the angel, and eventually the angel touches his hip, and it says that he limps for the rest of his life. Um, But when that happened... Immediately, Jacob declared, uh, I have seen God and lived. So Jacob knew very well who he was dealing with. Uh, in the case of Muhammad, Muhammad was convinced that he had encountered a demon and that he was possessed. Uh, you know, he went running back, terrified to his wife Khadija, and he, he, he was saying, hide me, hide me, for I'm, I'm losing my mind, I'm possessed. And he was suicidal. In, you don't have uh, any p- biblical prophets wondering after God speaks to them. They're not wondering, oh, Lord, is that you or are you a demon? Yes. You just don't have that. No. And also, didn't you say that during the two years that he was doing this um, the channeling of this Koran, didn't you also say that he was, uh, you know, he was raping women right and left and doing many other things that were anything but of the light? Well, you know, I mean, the the Quran was channeled uh, over a 23-year period, which is his years. career. Okay. And of course, during that time, you know, there was all sorts of terrible things that he was doing. Um, but he would, it, you know, it's hard as you, as as you read about his life to know if there was a point where he would occasionally come up with his own little convenient revelations. You know, oh, by the way, God told me that I can marry my son-in-law's wife. You know, so you're going to have to divorce her so I can marry her. She's pretty attractive. I'm attracted to her. I can marry her. Yeah, and then you've got the example of one of Muhammad's wives saying, Oh, how Allah comes to your aid. You know, and you can just hear the, the her comment dripping with sarcasm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know... You know, in encountering higher beings, Charmaine and I have had a pretty good share of that, 
Charmaine, in the, in the year or two period that was really intense for you, didn't your guides say that the guides that come in, they say, like, I'm Leviticus of the light, you know, and they always let you know? Yeah. Or we were challenged always to say, is this Leviticus of the light versus just Leviticus, who could be anybody, and that we were always, you know, you and I, Joel, on the phone beforehand talked about channeling, and I didn't really get into you about how much channeling we've been around, but we've been extensively trained in qualifying. Discernment. Yes. Are you of the light or not? Because the dark can come in and lie and do whatever they want. The light won't do that, but the dark does it routinely. Yeah, you know, and, and of course the Bible says that the devil can come as an angel of light. That's right. And it gives the litmus test. The Bible gives the litmus test. It says any spirit that denies that Jesus, uh, you know, is the Son of God that has come and incarnated and become a man. Any spirit that denies that is of the Antichrist. And, uh, you know, and any spirit that admits that, confesses that, is from God. So, you know, the Bible gives us a litmus test for this difficult arena. You know, in terms of, in terms of revelation, another litmus test is that, you know, we have the Bible. We have the older revelations. And so, Every new revelation needs to be built on an older revelation. So anytime somebody comes along, like Muhammad, and suddenly says, oh, you know, I have a new holy book, uh, the problem is is that, you know, 80% of it contradicts the older revelation, well, you know, obviously there's a problem. So when someone says an angel visited me, and he told me that the Jews only start wars and are corrupt and cause problems in the world, well, then, you, you know... Hello, there, there's, a, there's a light goes on right there. Right. No problem. Okay, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Be sure to check us out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. If you'd like to check out Joel Richardson's book, Antichrist, Islam's Awaited Messiah, you can do so at crni.net right now. It's listed right on the website. Be sure to catch it. And also go to our website, check it out, masteringourselves.com. We have way more when we come back. What are we going to talk about when we come back, Keith? What is jihad? What does it really mean? Sounds good. See you in a minute. 